Good morning and happy Easter, and welcome to the Church of the Holy Spirit for Easter morning Mass. Jesus Christ is risen today, alleluia, our triumphant holy day, alleluia, who did once upon the cross, alleluia, Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your spirit. spirit. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, morning Father. Father. Happy Easter. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty, to Almighty God, God and to and you, to my brothers, brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my, my thoughts and in my words, and what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison. Oh God Almighty 
day through your only begotten son have conquered death and unlocked for us the path to eternity grant we pray that we who keep the solemnity of the lord's resurrection may through the renewal brought by your spirit rise up in the light of life through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter proceeded to speak and said, You know what has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. This man God raised on the third day and granted that he be visible, not to all the people, but to us, the witnesses chosen by God in advance, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commissioned us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, do you not know that a little yeast leavens all the dough? Clear out the old yeast so that you may become a fresh batch of dough inasmuch as you are unleavened. For our Paschal Lamb, Christ, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we do not know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The second reading today has this image of dough that's being made, and it says, take out the old yeast and put in the new yeast. So I want to start out with a a shout out to Father Al and Hershey next door, who has recently started a show where he's cooking and baked Pascha bread for Easter. If you don't know what you're having for Easter yet, check out Father Al's YouTube channel at St. Joan of Arc at Hershey. Uh, The concept of taking out old yeast and putting new yeast in and changing things is where I want to take this homily. On Good Friday, talked about compatibility with God. Uh, Jesus going to the cross is this character who's fully God and fully man. This is a Christian mystery that's unique to Christianity and packed full of meaning. And this is something actually early in Christianity we, we fought about, uh, the, there was a council, and within the council, they're debating at what point did Jesus become God, or was he always God? Is God allow his own son to suffer on the cross? And this is a really hard question to answer, like a, a philosophical question about God. How, how could God and man be together? So this is why it's a uniquely Christian crane, because we're saying Jesus is fully God and fully man, and somehow those two things don't contradict. So he can have what he wants to do as a human and what he wants to do as God be the same thing. They can overlap, and that's what happens perfectly in Jesus. And because humanity and divinity are compatible, uh, we have not only the incarnation, but we also have the ability for us to act like God and take on divinity. For us to become more and more like God, 
uh, we have to let go of things that are less and less like God. On Easter Sunday, we celebrate the resurrection. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. This truth about the Christian faith is something that's really interesting to everyone because in general, people don't want to die. They're, they're scared of dying or they don't know what's going to happen after we die. Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen after we die. But this is a relevant question to anyone, whether you're a Christian or not Christian. This group of people is making a claim that there's eternal life. So how does that make sense? You have to ask the question, what, what type of argument makes sense to have eternal life? And this is the Christian argument. The Christian argument is that there is a God and God is eternal and we're compatible with him and somehow we can share in his life. So what does that mean? When we talk about sharing in God's life in heaven, uh, this is attaching ourselves to God. This is what we see perfectly in Jesus Christ. It's fully God, fully man. And uh, through our baptism, this, this Easter Sunday is about baptism, about dying with Christ and rising with Christ. And uh, through our baptism, we take on divine nature as well. And through growing in holiness, through the, the practice of our faith, we become holier and holier. And eventually our death is a transition point where we can share eternal life with God and he'll eventually raise our bodies up as well. The Christian tradition sometimes, a lot of martyrdom in the Christian tradition, a lot of, uh, most of the first dozens of popes were, were killed by the Roman Empire and a lot of Christians were killed by their government at some time or were killed by people that didn't like the Christian faith. And sometimes they would commemorate these people by, instead of saying when they died, they would say when they were born. Uh, they were born into eternal life because they believe like this, this step into the greater reality happens after our death. It's an entrance into something that we can't completely imagine because we're stuck in this world, in these bodies right now, but there's this idea that once you share in divine life even more, uh, there's, there's all kinds of limits that are released to us. We see that in the resurrection of Jesus Christ as well. In his body, he has like physical properties, but he also transcends some physical properties. He can be in different places at the same time. He can walk through these locked doors. He is able to eat fish, or he's able to eat in front of his disciples. He breaks bread, but he also uh, doesn't seem to be limited by travel time or uh, physical barriers. We see that even before his resurrection. He kind of foreshadows a little bit. He walks on water or at the transfiguration, he shows his glory. But now is a completely resurrected body. Um, he still has flesh, but it has these other properties. It's, it's living in a different dimension. For us to be able to enter into that divine life, the only thing that exists in eternity is God. And if we want to have divine life, we can, but we have to share it with God. And sharing life with somebody is difficult. To share life with somebody, you have to let certain characteristics or properties of yourself die and leave. In the readings last night, there were a couple different examples of this. One of the great examples of this is marriage. For you to share your life with other people, you have to let certain characteristics that are selfish about yourself go. You think you want to do them, but they're not the best thing for you. If, if joining your life to somebody else is the best thing for you, then these other things have to die. One of the things I like uh, of the Genesis story and of the crucifixion story is some of the parallels. In the Genesis story, uh, when 
man is created male and female, he created them. It's this molding of Adam out of clay and building him up uh, into what he's supposed to look like and breathing life into him. He's created in God's image. God breathes his spirit into him and eventually extracts Eve from him as well. And we have these uh, two characters in God's image. And they're meant to share life with God in this garden of paradise. And what happens is they don't want to share. They have this temptation and this opportunity to not share with God. They don't want to share in his life. They're told if you eat of this tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will be like God and therefore you won't need God and you can be something separate. And once we separate ourselves from God, we can't have eternal life because only God is eternal. During the story of the crucifixion, we kind of have this opposite story. Instead of Eve coming from Adam's rib, Adam, Jesus, comes from Mary. She births Jesus, and so we have Adam coming from Eve instead of Eve coming from Adam. And then during the actual passion of Jesus Christ, we have this reverse molding. Instead of God like taking clay and building up Adam into this beautiful creation, Jesus is scourged and punished and forced to carry a cross and put this crown of thorns on his head that digs into his head and he's bleeding everywhere and he's slowly like unmolded so he's something that's beautiful to begin with and then kind of crushed down back into the earth and he eventually uh, is stabbed with a lance and expires and dies on the cross and right before he dies he says father into your hands I commend my spirit he's quoting a psalm but he's also uh, doing the reverse because in Genesis God breathes life into Adam and on the cross, Adam breathes his life back into God. And it's like this uncreation of Adam and a reset. And then the resurrected Jesus Christ comes forth from the tomb. Uh, for the full complement, we also believe Mary assumes into heaven and is body and soul in heaven. We have this new Adam and Eve in, in a regenerated, resurrected, glorified bodies. This image is something that we buy into, but the, the imagery of Adam being crushed back to the ground and unmolded is the imagery we go into too when we talk about taking out the old yeast because part of Christianity is this extraction from us, this sacrifice from us of these things that we think are part of our identity that need to be taken away until we pass through into eternal life. So this taking out of the old yeast, this taking out temptations and attachments uh, that are disordered that are of this earth things that we become obsessed with things that we think we can't live without things that we think fulfill our identity but things that aren't eternal paul says faith hope and love are the things that eternal that are eternal and the greatest of these is love these characteristics we can take with us into eternal life other things we can't take with us into eternal life so we can use them temporarily we can, we can use all kinds of things on this earth, but we have to be able to let them go. The other great story that, that has to do with the Passover and has to do with Easter, which is the new Passover, is passing through the Red Sea. And when this event happens, the Israelites who were enslaved for 430 years in Egypt, well, were in Egypt for 430 years and became enslaved in the last couple years, are leaving and they're running away from the people that enslaved them. But they're also kind of leaving a culture and a pride. They were 
they're Jews, but they're Egyptians. And the Egyptians were the greatest civilization in the world. And they had all kinds of cultural things. And they had all kinds of prestige. And they uh, later on go to complain, we had all these things to eat in Egypt. Even though we were slaves, we had all these great things. And God, who's trying to make a new people, destroys the identity, the old yeast that was there. And so when he opens the Red Sea and the Israelites pass through, the Pharaoh and the Egyptian army try to follow them. Their wheels get stuck in the mud. They try to retreat. And the giant walls of water come crashing back down and destroy. And it says it kills every single one of them. And when the Israelites are looking back, uh, they sing and rejoice because an army that was chasing them was just killed in front of them that, that was much stronger than them. But as we see, there's a deeper emotive thing that's happening because as they go through the desert for the next 40 years on the way to the promised land, they'll slowly start to complain and then complain a lot that they're not in Egypt anymore and they don't have all these great things. And you start to realize that ripping out the the old man or the old woman isn't as easy as it seems and entering into eternal life has a lot of pains with it. And God has to keep telling them how great this eternal life is. We look at the exact moment of baptism and the exact moment of Israelites going out and how beautiful eternal life looks. And we look into heaven and everything that's described in heaven and we look at how beautiful eternal life looks. And we look at Jesus Christ risen from the dead and we look at how beautiful eternal life looks. Uh, And on this Easter Sunday, we have the hope of this resurrection and we try to let it destroy all the old yeast within us. We let uh, this hope that comes on this Sunday help us to want to transition and get rid of the old man, the old woman, uh, to allow God to break down the clay that was molded into something disordered and allow us to want to live for eternal life with him in heaven. On Easter Sunday, instead of a creed, we will renew our baptismal promises. And so at home, you can say, I do. There are six questions. Dear brothers and sisters, through the Paschal mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism so that we may walk with him in newness of life. And so now that our Lenten observance is concluded, let us renew the promises of holy baptism by which we once renounce Satan and his works and promise to serve God in the holy Catholic Church. And so I ask you, do you renounce Satan and all his works and all his empty show? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? Do Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, Keep us by his grace 
in Christ Jesus our Lord for eternal life. On this holiest of days, when we celebrate Jesus' resurrection from death to new life, we ask that God bring new life to us, those we love, and the whole world. Please respond, Lord, hear our prayer. For the church, that we proclaim the hope and promise of Christ's resurrection in everything we do, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For those entrusted with leading their countries, that they may work to bring peace to nations ravaged by war and prosperity to areas devastated by poverty, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. prayer. For those whose lives are threatened by violence, chronic illness, or sudden trauma, that in their ordeal they may be embraced by God, the source of everlasting life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. For all of us, that we may always rejoice in the Lord's resurrection and realize the salvation he won for us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. prayer. For all our personal intentions held in the silence of our hearts and those written in the prayer intention journal, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For today's mass intention, for the people of the parish, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God of life and love, you have redeemed us through the sacrifice of your Son. Your generosity with life and love is without bound. Hear the prayers we offer and grant them in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. Exultant with paschal gladness, O Lord, we offer the sacrifice by which your church is wondrously reborn and nourished through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But on this day, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. For he is the true Lamb who has taken away the sins of the world. By dying he has destroyed our death and by rising restored our life. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, 
which we poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Ronald, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. 
and with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I am I not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Thank you. 
This question is so simple, yet stirs something inside. Whom do ye say that I am? The Spirit will testify. He is the
Let us pray. Look upon your church, O God, with unfailing love and favor, so that renewed by the paschal mysteries, she may come to the glory of the resurrection through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Before the final blessing, I wish everybody a very happy Easter from everyone here at Holy Spirit Church to you and your homes. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful Easter. And may you win your Easter egg hunt if you're participating in one. That's, that didn't make it into the blessing, so I just want to add that beforehand. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May Almighty God bless you through today's Easter solemnity and in his compassion defend you from every assault of sin. Amen. And may he who restores you to eternal life in the resurrection of his only begotten endow you with the prize of immortality. Amen. Now that the days of the Lord's passion have drawn to a close, may you who celebrate the gladness of the Paschal Feast come with Christ's help and exalting in spirit to those feasts that are celebrated in eternal joy. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Go in peace, alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God, alleluia, alleluia. Yeah.